Thank you. The West Hollywood Planning Commission acknowledges that the land on which we gather and that is currently known as the City of West Hollywood is the occupied, unceded, seized territory of the Gabrielino Tonga and Gabrielino Quiche peoples. This Planning Commission meeting is being live broadcast and teleconferenced on the city's website and as a courtesy, this meeting is also available on the city's YouTube channel at youtube.com slash WeHoTV and on Roku, Apple TV, Fire TV, and Android TV. You may call in to make a comment and you may also listen to this meeting by dialing 669-900-6833 and the meeting ID is 839-1523-4805 and then press the hash or pound sign. I will now officially call this meeting of the West Hollywood Planning Commission to order and the time is 6.33 p.m. Okay, moving on to item number two, Pledge of Allegiance. Commissioner Gregoire, would you be so kind as to lead us? Thank you. Mr. Gillig, uh, may we have a roll call, please? Uh, thank you, and good evening, commissioners. Uh, tonight, uh, Chair Carvalero is officially excused from this meeting, so the digital electronic voting will reflect that as an excused absence. Commissioner Maddows. Present. Commissioner Jones. Here. Commissioner Gregoire. Here. Commissioner Edwards. Here. Commissioner Copeland. Here. Acting Chair Lombardi. Present. And we have a quorum. Thank you. And the next item is approval of the agenda. Would anyone like to approve the agenda? Or David, do you have any modifications before we proceed? I'll move to approve. I'll second, second it. Moved by Commissioner Jones and seconded by Commissioner Matos. And the motion passes, six ayes, uh, approving the agenda as presented tonight for uh, Thursday, October 5th, 2023. Thank you. And item five is approval of the minutes. We have two uh, sets of minutes. Item 5A, our um, draft verbatim minutes from September 7th, 2023. So move. Um, are also. there any corrections from anyone? I'll okay. second. So moved by Edwards and, and uh, seconded by Jones. And the motion passes with six ayes, uh, approving the court transcription minutes of September 7th, 2023 as presented. Thank you, David. And item 5B, Minutes from September 21st, 2023. 
Are there any corrections from staff? Otherwise, any? I'll move. I'll second. Okay, moved by Jones and seconded by Gregoire. And the motion passes by six eyes, approving the minutes uh, for, for September 21st, 2023, as presented. Thank you. And quickly, before we move on to item uh, six, I meant to mention this earlier, but I know that um, it's challenging for some people on the Zoom platform to hear us, so please do try to speak into your mic. Mine seems to be very loud today, um, but just remember to speak into your mic. And on that note, um, item six is public comment. And um, David, do yeah. we have anyone in the Zoom room? We, do, we are all clear on the Zoom platform. We do have one in council chambers, Jennifer Morrill. Okay. Uh, Jennifer, you have three minutes. Thank you. Mr. Chair and commissioners, Genevieve Morrill, President and CEO of the West Hollywood Chamber of Commerce. Um, I wanted to just make a couple of announcements. Um, we have Eat and Drink Week in collaboration with uh, Visit West Hollywood starting November 3rd uh, and going through the 13th. Um, that will be specials and deals at different places to eat and drink post-Halloween. And we also wish everyone a very safe Halloween carnival. I also just want to take a moment to talk about Mr. John Alshol, who I've known for many years, as you all have, who served on this commission for quite a long time, decades. And um, he also, I don't know if many of you know, he was also the chair of the chamber at the same time he was on the planning commission. Uh, and um, he was uh, very instrumental in the chamber and its development over many years. And so um, he's going to be greatly missed. Um, he was a dear friend. Um, we uh, got a notice, I don't know many of you know, but his uh, memorial will be on this Sunday, October 8th at Cola Me at one o'clock. And unfortunately, it's also at the same time at a Methodist church, same date and time for Richard Settle. So unfortunately, I uh, can't split your time, but uh, both are being honored at the same time, same day, two different um, uh, places of worship. So, um, but um, I wanted just to take that moment to honor him. Uh, on behalf of the commission and the chamber. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, and Chair, that is our last... Did you want to speak on the public speaker? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Sure. Just state, state your name and public, uh, study of residence, please. Hi, my name is Karen Ayers. I'm a uh, longtime resident of the city of West Hollywood. I also serve on the Human Services Commission as vice chair. And I'm here to introduce myself and to let you know that um, I will be the liaison from the Human Services Commission to your uh, commission. So, um, and I, I see that it's uh, billboard night, so very exciting. <laughs> and I look forward to learning more. Thank you. And Chair, that is our last public speaker in the chambers. Okay, thank you. Moving on to item number seven, director's report. Nick Marischic, uh community director, community development director. Um, thank you, you're here. Good evening, Acting Chair Lombardi and members of the Planning Commission. 
Nick Marisich, Director of Community Development, and I'm now in week three here in, uh, in my new post with the City of West Hollywood. I have a very brief report for you this evening just to share an update on a recent action taken by the City Council at their meeting earlier this week, uh, where the City Council voted to approve the Historic Preservation Commission's recommendation to designate two abutting commercial properties located at 7900 and 7906 Santa Monica Boulevard, that's the southwest corner of Santa Monica and Fairfax, as individual local cultural resources. So uh, that's it for this evening. I'll keep it short and sweet, but I just want to take a moment to thank all of the city staff, especially those in the Community Development Department who have really been so kind in welcoming me over the past two weeks and helping me to get situated in my role. So thank you so much and happy to answer any questions. Thank you. Any question? We're good. Okay, item eight, consent calendar. There is none. Nine, public hearing section one, project subject to the Housing Accountability Act, and we have none. And that leads us to item 10, public hearings. And we have one tonight, item 10A, which is 9009 and 9015 Sunset Boulevard. This is a hearing to consider a request to permit a new internally lit billboard at 9009 Sunset Boulevard, the Roxy Theater, and the conversion of a st static billboard to a new digital and internally lit billboard at 9015 Sunset Boulevard, Rainbow Bar and Grill in West Hollywood. And I think we'll start with a staff report. Chair, or Acting Chair Lombardi, we have um, a staff member participating remotely, so we're just gonna let her get set up and she will give the staff presentation. It's Jennifer Davis, um, Contract Senior Planner. Thank you. to a new digital and internally lit billboard at 9015 Sunset Boulevard, Rainbow Bar and Grill in West Hollywood. I think we'll start with a staff report. Uh, Chair, Acting Chair Lombardi, we have um, a staff member participating remotely, so we're just gonna let her get set up and she will give the staff presentation. It's Jennifer Davis, uh, Contract Senior Planner. Thank you. Good evening, I hope you can all hear me. Um, this this is a project for the Rainbow and the Roxy at 9009. Okay, let's try that again. Um, sorry about that, technical difficulties. Um, let's just move on to the next slide. Uh, the commission tonight is reviewing permits associated with two billboards at 9009 and 9015 Sunset, respectively the Roxy over the Roxy Theater and the Rainbow for the Rainbow Bar and Grill. 
uh, the, the commission tonight makes recommendations to the city council regarding the approval of these permits. This is being reviewed pursuant to the sunset arts and advertising policy, commonly called the billboard policy. Uh, there are several permits we're reviewing tonight, so I just thought I would list them. There is a development agreement for the Roxy and a development agreement for the Rainbow. There's a zoning map amendment that combines both of these, which the zoning map amendment actually changed the zoning map to put these sites into a development agreement overlay zone. The Roxy itself has an administrative permit, a sign permit, Oops, sorry, a sign permit for the billboard and a certificate of appropriateness uh, because it is a historic designated resource. The rainbow has a sign permit for the billboard and a certificate of appropriateness. The, the two buildings are located on Sunset, just west of Hilldale on the north side of Sunset. These are the existing, well, the existing billboard and the existing signage. Rainbow on the left, Roxy on the right. The Roxy does not currently have a billboard, uh, but it does have several wall signs uh, that cover the exterior of the building of the Roxy. This is the, the existing site here. This is sunset along here. This is the rainbow, the existing rainbow two-sided billboard. And this is the rainbow bar and grill here. This is the Roxy theater. Back here is the property that's still part of the Rainbow and the Roxy, but it's located in the city of Los Angeles. This is a, a unit used for talent. These, um, these are the previous proposals for this, for these two properties. Uh, these were all looked at in 2021. They were reviewed by the Sunset Arts and Sunset Arts Subcommittee the Historic Preservation Committee, Commission and the Planning Commission in the fall of 2021. Since that time, uh, the applicant has changed media companies. And at that time, they, the applicant team decided to step back and sort of look to see if they really wanted to move forward with these designs. And they in fact have changed them significantly based on input from all those that subcommittee and planning commission meetings. So the current proposal has been reviewed by the, the subcommittee and the Historic Preservation Commission. And here, it is here now for the second time before the full planning commission. The, um, this is the current proposal. So we have the rainbow and the Roxy. The rainbow is now two-sided. One, one side uh, is a thousand square feet of digital, and the other side is a thousand square feet of what we call static, which is um, internally illuminated. The Roxy has one face, west facing, and it is 800 square feet of static. Um, some of the major changes from the previous proposals two years ago, the rainbow has removed the, there was um, two components here below the billboard that came down to the street. Those have been removed. The sign face has been increased from 672 to 1,000. Uh, the courtyard here has been redesigned. On the Roxy, the Roxy is completely different. It was a, um, a more elaborate uh, design that overhung the Roxy, and now it's much more simplified, a vertical sign. Many of these changes are the direct result of having gone 
before the subcommittee preservation commission and the planning commission last time. The um, most recently the subcommittee reviewed these uh, this new proposal in March of this year, and there were a couple of or a few items that they focused on, and I just wanted to bring those up. So there was a discussion about the proportionality between these two and where they were in relationship to each other. Uh, based on that comment, the rainbow sign was lowered four feet and the Roxy was raised six feet. There was also concerns about any impacts to this office building to the east. And in, uh, to address that, the Roxy sign was moved northward, so moved back. Uh, there was a request to uh, reduce the encroachment over Sunset Boulevard. Um, it has been reduced somewhat, but the the pole for the rainbow has stayed the same, so it largely has stayed in the same place. Okay, let's see. Um, I just wanted to point this out. The, the, in your packet, this is a replacement for page 21. The, the Roxy sign was increased, as I just said, six feet. And so this, this elevation would replace the plans that are in your current set. So let's starting, starting with the Roxy. Um, as I said, the, the design is completely simplified. It's now a vertical sign and it does not overhang the Roxy any longer. There's an internally lit pole structure here, perforated um, metal that allows the light tubes inside to shine through. There's landscaping on the base here, um, altogether a different design. The, the Roxy has five wall signs currently and taken together, they total 603 square feet. Uh, the billboard policy allows wall signs to be removed and then replaced with a billboard, and that is in fact what the Roxy uh, proposal does. As I said, it's 800 square feet of internally lit sign face. This uh, sort of shows its context. This is the Roxy. This is the Roxy's driveway. This is the Roxy billboard, um, showing the perforated cladding here with the light tubes. Uh, the rear of the of this pole is clad with uh, historic sort of rock and roll posters. The height of the uh, Roxy billboard is 81 feet, 10 inches. And it, as I said, it was relocated. You can see here, this, this is, shows its relationship to the office building to the east. So it was moved back. Uh, the back side of this billboard is a pattern metal panel. It's embossed, powder-coated white. Uh, that was also a, a comment from the subcommittee, which um, the applicant addressed. This shows the rear, rear of the pole sign with the, the poster, the rock and roll historic posters. This is... Um, this is a, a table which shows you know, sort of what's there now and what's being proposed. In this case, it's really wall signs that are being removed and replaced with a proposed billboard. And moving on to the rainbow now, um, 
The rainbow is a, whoops. The rainbow is a two-sided billboard. The uh, west facing side of the billboard is internally lit just as the Roxy, Roxy is. And the east side is uh, a thousand square feet of digital. The pole has been simplified as I said uh, earlier. Here you can see the poster wall, which will be have, have historic posters rock, uh, celebrating the rock and roll history. This um, removing the the previous elements on on this pole was a um, was significant for the historic preservation commission. Uh, they really preferred this design much more. This shows the relationship of the rainbow sign with the the rainbow bar and grill, the area between the two buildings, and here's the uh, Roxy, Roxy. The existing, um, what we call the rocking R sign has been lowered eight feet to allow it to be read in context with both of these billboards. The height of this one is 91 feet, 10 inches. And the relationship here between the rainbow can sign in the bottom of this billboard sign. That's what it is now and that's what it will be proposed to be. And that was also a significant element. This again is a table showing the existing billboard and the proposed billboard. If, if we need any information on that, we do have this table to refer to. There are also site improvements proposed for this project. And I just wanna go over this briefly. Uh, again, this is the rainbow. This is the Roxy, just to give some context, Sunset Boulevard. So starting here, these are existing um, dining tables that will remain, as are these over here. But these are new planter boxes along here. There's new string light, lighting that crisscrosses the outdoor area. Um, <clears throat> there's a gate that can be used to close off this area in the evening three new trees that are uplit. This points to where the poster wall is right here, curvilinear. And the whole area here has new paving, permeable paving, which carries over to the Roxy driveway over here. Um, and there is landscaping at the bottom of the Roxy sign. In addition, um, this project will remove a curb cut right here. These, both of these projects are considered alternative projects under the billboard policy, and that is because they exceed at least one of the standards of the billboard policy. For the rainbow, uh, they have an additional 500 square feet of static on this face, and they're about two feet over the height limit for that one. And the Roxy exceeds the existing height limit by 22 feet. So therefore, these are alternative projects under the billboard um, policy alternative projects must grant an additional community benefit to the city and the community. These, these last few slides, these show the um, sort of in context. So this is eastbound along sunset. And here we have west, westbound. Here's the rock so you can see it peeking over that building and the rainbow sign. Just had a couple of corrections um, on your exhibit B, which is the resolution for the zoning map amendment. I wanted to add the administrative permit reference to oops to 
page one, section one in exhibit B. And also, as I mentioned earlier, replace the page 21 of the project plans with a, a more accurate representation of that elevation. And with that, staff does recommend um, that the planning commission recommend adopting these resolutions to approve these billboards, the zoning map amendment, the administrative permit, and the uh, sign permit. And I would say I could answer any questions, but I'm afraid I can't hear anyone. But um, I am here standing by with my phone ready to answer any questions. The applicant does have a presentation as well. Thank you, Jennifer, if you can hear us. And um, did not want to speak earlier, lest there be more echoes of ourselves again. Um, so thank you all for bearing with us. Um, I'd like to move to disclosures. Does anyone have any disclosures? Um, I'll just go from my right all the way across. Commissioner Jones. Great, thank you. Yes, um, I did have a brief meeting uh, with the applicant's representative and we can uh, discussed issues contained in the staff report. Thank you. Thank you. Um, same with me, I had a brief conversation with the, um, the um, representative uh, for this project. Just a brief conversation about what was in the staff report. Thank you, Commissioner Edwards. Commissioner Copeland. Uh, same thing. I did have a meeting with the applicant's representatives and uh, also made multiple visits to the site. Okay, thank you. thank you. Commissioner Gregoire? Nothing for me. Thanks. Commissioner Matos? Yes, I did meet with the applicant's representative. We discussed matters contained in the staff report and I also spoke with members of the public about items contained in the staff report as well. Okay, thank you. I also had a meeting with the applicant's representative. We discussed matters contained in the staff report. And I have made a, at least two site visits over the last two or so years since this project has been around. Thank you. Um, so now I'd like to move on um, to questions of staff. If there's any questions of staff at this time, Commissioner Gregoire. Oh, and Thank before we get started, who do we direct the questions to? Brian League, Property oh, Development Manager. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Chair Lombardi, Acting Chair Lombardi. Um, I just had some questions about the public benefits um, or extraordinary public benefits. Uh, you mentioned in the staff report that as an alternative project, it had to grant additional public benefit. Uh, is, that, is that correct? Is it the public benefit or the extraordinary benefit? It's an extraordinary benefit. It's for the alternative project. It's for the over height and oversize. Okay. Um, and I was just curious, like, how does the the public benefit, the extraordinary benefit, how does that compare to other similar projects in the city? It, it's dependent on if it's a digital board or a static board. Um, for example, the whiskey. And this project, the, the Rainbow Digital Board, have the same extraordinary benefit payment. It's, it's $330,000 towards the contribution of a Legends of Sunset Rockwalk. The um, static board contribution is less because it's just of a less valuable asset. And, and that's consistent with a number of the other recent billboard projects on a dollar amount. The only oh. difference is they have to implement this. It's not. Um, 
you know, a payment or uh, something that's been identified that they're improving. Okay, oh, so it's comparable to the whiskey. Correct. Is that a, is that a template that you used in negotiating the deal or? Uh, yes, I mean, the, the idea of the Legends of Sunset or the Rock Walk originated with the, the whiskey and um, these two projects at a council meeting were invited to participate. Terrific, thank you so much. Any other questions? Commissioner Matos. Thank you, Acting Chair Lombardi. Uh, a couple questions for staff. Um, in the staff report, it references that there's going to be um, there's going to be a in the development agreement specifically, it's talking about one percent market value of the Roxy static sign and 1% market value of the rainbow static sign um, going to public benefit. So that's public programming, public arts, things of that nature. With a static sign, how does the city ensure that we are actually getting that benefit? That, that component, that 1% of the static signs is directed directly to the arts program. That funding is earmarked for art. So that would be up to the Arts Commission to program that money. Yes, I understand that. But what I'm asking is, how do we, what does that look like? Do we get a uh, billboard space on a static sign for, you know, two weeks? What does it actually operationally look like it's, with it's us a, collecting It's an in-lieu cash payment. It's a direct 1% of the, the annual fair market value. And then it's, we had the choice to, you really can't do a, a static program. Yeah. You know, you'd put up two days a year, or, or so it's uh, it's a cash payment, the equivalency. Okay. And then um, for the digital sign, I know that past development agreements, we've actually used the sign component to advertise public programming and public art. How are we ensuring that that space is actually being given to the public? And how would we in this circumstance? It, it's a requirement of the development agreement. They need to present that public art component to the, the Arts Commission and it's programmed at the top of each hour. So it, it's, if they don't do it, they're in default and uh, we, can, we can, you know, turn the billboard off. Is it verified through code enforcement? How is it verified? I, I think that's a question that we're still trying to answer. I mean, it's come up. We, we don't have an arts code enforcement, and we're working on that internally to make sure that uh, the programming is the top of each hour. Um, we have eyes on the street, you know, we're, we're doing our best, but we don't go out there every day to see that the arts programming is happening. Okay. Um, I have no further questions at this time. Are there any other questions? Commissioner Copeland. Uh, thank you, Chair. I just have a, a couple of questions. Um, uh, 8961 Sunset and 8974 Shoreham that are to the east and northeast of the Rockies. See, those are both commercial office space only. Is that correct? I'm sorry, you said 8961 Sunset and, and, and you're talking about the property that's basically at Shoreham and Directly Sunset. north of the, Just yeah, north of, of the that. Those are both strictly commercial, is that correct? 
I don't no. know that off the top of my head, but I believe so, yes. Okay. Um, I know this has been through uh, HPC and, and SASE and, and PC. It's been a while. Um, we received a couple of um, items of correspondence in favor of this. Through any of those other, uh, the journey with this project, is, was there any other public um, correspondence that you can remember in opposition of the project? I was at the HPC meeting and it was um, very well received. It was at the HPC. I, I think that there was no one in opposition and many in support. Okay. Um, I may have one other question for you later, but I think I'll wait to uh, after the um, applicant's presentation. They may be able to answer it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Are there any other questions of staff from the commission? Okay. Well, in that case, um, Commissioner Jones, would you be willing to provide a design uh, review update from SASE since you uh, had the pleasure of being through both meetings that occurred with a wide gap of time between them? <laughs> I am happy to do that and willing, willing and happy. Um, good evening, everyone. So I'm, I think uh, Jennifer uh, Davis did a really great job of kind of summarizing the project in its original iteration, uh, which was, you know, just want to note too that at the um, August 5th, 2021 Planning Commission meeting, um, this project in its previous iteration was unanimously approved uh, by the commission at that time, save Commissioner Carvallero, who was excused from that meeting as well. So I think what I do want to focus on um, for the purposes of this evening's meeting, if everyone is amenable, um, is the discussion that uh, Commissioner Matos and I had at the um, March 9th uh, SASE meeting earlier this year. I believe Commissioner Lombardi was probably traveling somewhere exotic for work uh, and was not able to join us that night. Um, so again, Jennifer did a really great job of enumerating, I think, the, some of the differences and some of the feedback and things that we focused on. Um, and I will do my best to uh, kind of summarize those and add to them as well. So um, I think, again, the we had concerns about the um, relationship of both of the signs to one another, especially in terms of their size and proportionality. Um, that was something that we discussed. Um, there was also some discussion of the um, encroachment over the public right-of-way. Um, I believe that the applicant will be able to hopefully address that in their presentation this evening. Um, we had quite a bit of discussion about um, I guess I want to call it encroachment or blocking of um, some of the balcony views and um, just views in general from the, the building to the immediate um, east of the Roxy billboard. We talked about the height for that um, and possibly making some adjustments to the material as well on the backside. I believe before it was a very dark color and so we asked for some changes to be made on that front as well. Let's see if there's anything else that I am missing here. Um, it was generally very well received, and again, having been um, on SASE kind of through the first iteration, I know that we had a lot of feedback. Um, I think generally speaking, Commissioner Matos and I found that, um, you know, we were generally supportive of the design, but had hoped that the uh, applicant would make some 
changes. I think that the final note that I have here was that um, we, there was discussion about the perforated cladding on the one-sided sided static sign um, and hope that they would be able to incorporate some more of that. So I think that's everything. Commissioner Matos, am I, am I doing you wrong? Is there anything else that you want to add? Sorry, the tip of my microphone just fell off for some reason. Um, no, I think you did a great job summarizing. If I can just add one point. Um, the discussion that we had around design was not for the sake of views. It was for the sake of ensuring that the billboard did not protrude and create a blank back wall space that protruded out from the back of the building. Um, so that is why we saw that the applicant moved, took that feedback and incorporated it and then moved the billboard, I believe, six feet back to ensure that there was not a strip of blank wall space that protruded beyond the building so that if you're driving westbound on sunset, you weren't able to just see a strip of blank wall. Um, so I, I think that that was a really important part that I, I, th I thought was worth uh, bringing up again. But otherwise, I think you did a great job summarizing. Great, and that, those are all of my comments. Um, I think the, hopefully the applicant's presentation will round things out nicely. Thank you. Okay, thank you. And you know, I appreciate the update from both, both of you, and thank you, Commissioner Jones. Um, actually made me think of a question, so I'll ask um, quickly right now before I move on, are there any other questions of staff from any, anyone? Otherwise, I do have, have two quick questions. Um, okay, I will go then. Um, so Commissioner Machos just mentioned the billboard moving moving back. It, was it was it six inches that the um, that the Roxy moved back? Is that or was it six feet? Yeah. Can you I'll let the it? applicant address that, but I think okay. it was six feet. But it was okay. I'll let them confirm confirm that. Okay, thank you. And then um, the one other question that I I have is there was a large amount of green area near the rear of the property previously, which um, has gone away in the new iteration. I was just curious if, um, from the city's perspective, if um, you could let us know any thoughts on that evolution on the design. Um, we were just focused on the front portions of the site. I, 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 maybe the applicant can address that. Okay. Okay. Okay, thank you. Then I will move on to the applicant's presentation. And please state your name and city of residence. Acting Chair Lombardi, Aaron Green, before we get started, um, there are two items actually presented before the commission this evening. Would the commission consider granting me just a bit of extra time beyond the standard 10 minutes, perhaps 13 or 15 minutes? Sure, I'd like to check with my colleagues. Um, how much time are you requesting? I can probably get it done in 13. In 13, okay. so. Let's say, just in case, four extra minutes, maybe, if everyone's okay with that. Given I'm okay with that as long as we are also open to, if needed, granting any of the public speakers some additional time as well. I agree. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I would be amenable to that. Yeah. Okay. So, so um, three minutes would be excellent. Um, let us know how you are there, but no more than four. Okay. Thank Great. You. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, 
So for the record, my name is Aaron Green, the president of the AFRIA Consulting Group, and I have the privilege this evening of representing the Maglieri and the Adler families who are the owners of the Rainbow and the Roxy in these properties, along with their media partner, Orange Barrel Media. So uh, Jennifer covered this already, um, but I just sort of two pieces I, I really want to talk about while this is here. When we embarked upon this project, we set three goals for ourselves, to preserve and enhance the Rainbow and the Roxy, to improve the public realm, and then to create economic tools that would allow the Rainbow and the Roxy to thrive for many decades to come. I don't think I need to talk about the Rainbow and the Roxy too much to any of you, but what I will say is there is magic in these buildings. And there's not just magic in these buildings, there's magic outside of them, there's magic in the driveways. The things that have happened here have really shaped culture and music for many generations. And, and we're grateful that we have the opportunity to, to hopefully get the economic tools to allow these buildings to continue for many, many years to come. Physically speaking, there are five elements, um, and Jennifer did a really good job covering these, so I'm going to try to be brief. There's the rainbow, and that element is we are preserving that building as a historically designated uh, property. There is the, the rainbow billboard. Then there is the plaza, the courtyard in between the two that Jennifer talked a bit about. There is the Roxy that we are preserving and saving. And then there, of course, is the Roxy billboard. Uh, what you can see here are also the two westbound faces, which are the static faces uh, that Jennifer touched upon. So this is, um, again, the, east, the westbound view. Again, um, and I'll get a bit into this, uh, there was a lot of discussion at SASE about the, the rear uh, or the non-advertising side of the Roxy billboard. You can sort of see it up on the top right. It's uh, gray in this rendering um, with some dimpling on it. That is a, a non-transparent uh, metal, but for the purpose of visual articulation, um, you'll see that it's over there on the top right and it does look a little gray with some spots on it. And this is the digital side uh, of, the rainbow, in the, ro of the, the rainbow billboard. Sometimes I sw swap the rainbow and the Roxy because they both start with R and they're a little fun, so you'll forgive me if I do that. At the rainbow, and you can begin to see our courtyard here, we're keeping this pole very simple. This is the location of the pole as it exists today with the existing billboard, and pursuant to the direction of HPC, we are not having any articulation or ornamentation on it as was part of our original proposal, which Jennifer showed briefly from 2021. Um, we got very uh, strong feedback and ultimately um, kudos from HPC. And um, this, this original direction for Black came from the, uh, the late, great Ed Levin um, when he was on the commission and saw this from us in 2021. You can begin to see the Rainbow Courtyard occupy the space that right now is the drive aisle where there are temporarily, uh, through the uh, Alfresco Dining Program tables there. We intend to make that permanent. And then you can see, and, and we'll have a zoom in in a moment, our poster wall, which really becomes a fixture of public space that does not exist today and an element of, of true engagement on the Sunset Strip. So here is a, a more zoomed in version of the poster wall. This will be curated. Uh, it will be 
rotated. And what this is, is this is intended to celebrate the music and pop culture that happened at these two venues. As many of you know, the Roxy just celebrated its 50th anniversary. Um, the Maglieri and the Adler families have been involved in these properties since their inception. And we are also fortunate that they have archives from those last 50 years, which we'll be able to gain access to and utilize in this space. Jennifer described some of the details of these of the billboards, so I'm going to touch on the pieces that uh, she didn't touch upon. Um, excuse me. So this is taking another look at the Roxy billboard, as Jennifer mentioned, single uh, face, backlit, static. The pole has two sort of basic elements to it. The front side or the northern side has a perforated metal with five uh, different light tubes, different colored light tubes. And then the rear has that element of poster wall to it facing the north non-illuminated. Non so it's only, uh, you know, lit, it's only visible during the day. There is no illumination rear to the north of the property towards our neighbors. I want to pause here for just a moment. I know we've seen this, but I, I want to talk to it. So. At SASE, one of the big pieces that we were asked to look at was how we could declutter, if you will, for lack of a better term, the space around the base of the rainbow sign and the relationship between the rainbow can sign and the rock and R. As Jennifer mentioned, in order to achieve this, we reduced the height of the Roxy's rock and R by, we're proposing to take out an eight foot section in the middle of the pole. Also by simplifying, using the simplified pole for the rainbow billboard, you can see that the rainbow bar and grill sign, which is a character-defining feature of this building, is really allowed to stand on its own and be clear and visible on its own. And that was one of the pieces that, that we've adjusted since we were before SASE back in March. I think this really does a good job of showing just how cleanly those elements can stand uh, adjacent to one another and read. So due to the signs, perpendicular nature to sunset. Um, we, uh, we have a lot of confidence that there will not be um, any light impacts for our neighbors to the north. The, the site is almost, actually, excuse me, just more than 200 feet deep from Sunset Boulevard to the north of the site because the property includes that hillside as well as the parking lot behind it. So the combination of the perpendicular nature of the signs plus the depth and the orientation that we can utilize with light louvers really allows for protection to our nearest residential neighbors in the city of Los Angeles who are quite far away. One of the other pieces of feedback that we got from SASE was, could we make the billboards more congruous in terms of their height with one another? Uh, there was a 20-foot differential in height, and so there was a comment that perhaps they read too much like they weren't in sync. We have reduced the height of the Roxy of the Rainbow billboard by four feet, and we have increased the height of the Roxy billboard by six feet. So that took the differential from 20 feet down to 10 feet, getting closer towards meeting in the middle, which really allows for that more congruous ex visual experience if somebody is heading uh, east on Sunset Boulevard. This also, of course, does a good job showing the billboards and their relative size to the built environment around, sun around the site. You can see the six-story commercial building to our left, and then, of course, the 9,000 building um, right to our south. 
So as Jennifer mentioned, we're proposing to transform the driveway and create the, uh, the, the really special rainbow uh, courtyard with the poster wall and the seating. Since Jennifer covered that, I will not speak to it. Um, the only thing I would point out is that, uh, you know, as we look towards the as we look towards the rainbow sign, these are some examples of the materials that we will be using. Again, we'll look to use perforated white powder-coated metal, and then we'll have five different light tubes, which will each uh, we'll have five light tubes, which will each include a different color. So. The rainbow is being processed under a historic property sign conversion application, um, which is specifically designated for cultural resources on the Sunset Strip. I mean, this application really embodies exactly what that entire part of the Sunset Arts and Advertising Program was created for. And for the Roxy, as Jennifer mentioned, we're utilizing a reallocation application. So we're taking those five signs, uh, advertising signs on the sides of the Roxy, putting them together and putting them into a single billboard. So those are the two mechanisms and technically the two separate projects that are before you this evening. We got four pieces of key feedback from SASE, and uh, I've covered two of them already, um, but I, I want to move on quickly to talking a bit more about the rear and the, the rear of the Roxy and then the space and, and airspace of the Roxy, because this was uh, perhaps the, the item that we spoke most about at SASE. So, as you can see, the pole location is almost to the very rear or back of the landscaped area where we are placing the pole. This is a side-by-side. -side. On the left is what we proposed in March at SASE, and on the right is what is before you this evening for consideration. So we had a, a dark, single sort of paneled metal uh, on the rear of the Roxy. We were asked to see what we could do to pull the sign north to reduce its view or uninteresting view uh, as it relates both to anybody who might be on the balconies or as Commissioner Matos mentioned, visibility for those who are in any way moving down Sunset Boulevard to the west. So we have now changed the, uh, the treatment on the rear of the Roxy billboard to a white powder-coated sort of dimpled metal. It's not transparent, but it does have some dimpled articulation. We pulled that sign back. Uh, that sign was four feet, five inches from Sunset Boulevard in March. We pulled it back to six feet, five inches. Um, so we've moved it back um, quite significantly. And as you can see here in reference to where the building is, 8981 next to us, there's very little delta there. Uh, it's about a one foot five inch delta between the face of the 8981 billboard and uh, our, our Roxy billboard as we're proposing it today. A lot of this has been covered by Jennifer, so I'm really gonna focus on the public benefits for just the last moment here, and I think I can do this in less than 13 minutes. So, um, we talked a bit about the public benefits, and I think sometimes those conversations um, tend to uh, get lost in some of this as we typically tend to more focus on design, but I, I do want to spend just a moment talking about them. So, uh, Commissioner Gregoire, 
as you had asked about for the, um, for the public benefit payment, the extraordinary public benefit payment. As Brian mentioned, we have one that's consistent here uh, with the whiskey, and then we have an additional $150,000 for the Roxy billboard. On top of that, 17.5% of the digital advertising time goes to the city for the city's public arts and advertising, for the arts and advertising program. The city's third-party consultant has valued the economic, the, has provided the economic estimated value of that time at $38 million. And in addition to that, there is a revenue share component from these two billboards. And when you combine them together, it's more than $56 million. This project delivers approximately $96 million in cash and cash equivalent value to the city and preserves the rainbow and the Roxy and allows them to thrive for the next guaranteed 30 years. We also get the public benefits of the courtyard. All of that and this entire program, everything that I'm talking about, that is the embodiment of what this program was, was designed to do. So I really appreciate your consideration. I appreciate the, the work from staff and the feedback that they've provided us along the way. They've really helped us get somewhere special. Um, and I uh, hope that you will consider the unanimous support that we got for this at the uh, Historic Preservation Commission, the recommendation from staff, and uh, recommend to the City Council that this project be approved as proposed. That's three minutes and 18 seconds, 13 minutes and 18 seconds. Thank you. And I'm here for any questions. Thank you. Before we move on to public comments, are there any questions of the applicant at this time? Commissioner Matos. Thank you, Acting Chair Lombardi. Hi, a couple of questions for you. Um, <clears throat> in, this, in the staff report several times, there's a uh, mention of the Legends of Sunset mm -hmm. as a public realm enhancement. Um, the way that that public realm enhancement is situated between two privately owned buildings. Um, what are your plans to keep that accessible to the public so that it is truly a public realm enhancement? Yeah. And this is a good question. I appreciate you bringing it up. There is the rainbow, um, there's the plaza, the, the courtyard in between the two of the buildings. That will be open in the southerly portion, the portion of Budding Sunset Boulevard, 24 hours a day. We will have uh, gates that control, roll out gates that control the dining area for security purposes when the rainbow bar and grill is closed for service. But I wanna note that the Legends of Sunset program is actually not physically located on the property. The Legends of Sunset program is an organization, and a, I should say, excuse me, a program that's gonna be implemented in the public right-of-way in conjunction with the city over the course of a number of years. You'll see that program, or I should say the council and probably the Arts and Cultural Affairs Commission will see proposals for that program uh, coming to it in the next year. There's a, a nonprofit organization right now that's working on creating that. Um, and this seed funding will allow for the first physical implementation to actually be delivered. So it's much broader than just the courtyard and the space in between the two buildings. Okay. Um, that's all I have for you. Thank you. Thank you. Commissioner Edwards, I believe you had questions. Oh yeah, just uh, one question to, to, for myself to better understand. So you gave the number of uh, $96 million. Yes, sir. Is that over 
a year? Uh, it is over the term of the development agreement, which is a 30-year term. Okay, thank and you. And that 30-year term is the standard length of development agreements that the city has had for billboards through the Sunset Arts and Advertising Program. Yes, I should have mentioned that was not in year one. Any other questions? Any other questions from the commission? I have a couple of questions. Um, thank you for clarifying the repositioning of the signage of the Roxy. So it's moving back basically two feet, if I understand correctly, to six feet, five inches um, yes. offset from the property line. If I may, I can just yeah. pull that up real quickly. So there is, um, the, as best as we could measure, um, given that we do not have a certified survey for 8981, there is an eight-foot gap between the public right-of-way and the face of the building next door to us. Um, so originally we had been proposing to have a four-foot, five-inch setback, which would have had a three-foot, five-inch overlap with the building next door. We've since pulled it back two feet which represents about a 30% pullback from where we were previously in terms of the amount of space uh, on the offset. Okay, thank you. And then um, one change that I noticed on the plans compared to um, when this was at design review is that there's some additional seating that is now shown closer to the rainbow um, on the plans. And I was just wondering if you could help walk us through how um, the property is being managed in terms of security. If I understand correctly, everything is open during business hours, and then um, you have an area that is gated, it closes. Um, however, there's also seating shown forward of that zone. Yes, so I'll, I'll talk about them in two zones. Um, sort of the, can you, I think my cursor is visible. Um, so there's yes. the main zone that's sort of this rectangular zone right in the middle. On the left, you've got what is the existing bar for the rainbow, and then just a straight, the existing drive aisle. That zone um, will have rollout gates, both at the back and the front, that will allow for control when the business is closed. There is then that front section of seating, which is consistent with the uh, booths that are there today. Of the four sides, the um, Western side is the building, the rainbow. Then there are two sides that have planters. Um, right now, we're proposing to leave the rear open, but we have no opposition if there's you know, questions from the commission or concerns about control of that space, if we put a rollout gate there or something like that to close during the evening. We don't have one now, and it hasn't seemed to have been a problem, um, but we're fine with that if that's an issue. Are you replacing the seating or maintaining the current seating in that area? We're going to put new seating there. Is it fixed or is it movable furniture? The seating in the middle is fixed. The seating at the edge? Oh, excuse me. It's all movable. Okay. Okay. Um, thank you. And then question on signage. So the rainbow sign is uh, 1,000 square feet on both sides of the sign. And I think that um, per the Sunset Advertising Policy, it's uh, no more than 1,500 is the standard for signage on any property. Did you want to uh, speak toward that? So we already have some existing signage here, and that came into consideration when we were thinking about how to lay this out. 
um, you know, there's already 1,342 square feet of signage here. So um, part of it is we were looking at this as a net operational increase um, and, and how that played into things. The other part pragmatically, and this is different from uh, as the Maglieri family is, is also owner of the, the whiskey, and we had that before you some months ago. That physical sign uh, facilitated having two faces that were two different sizes. Here, you know, given the direction that we had from HPC for something quite simple, uh, you know, it would be awkward to have, you know, one face that's 500 and static and the other that's larger and digital. Um, and so that was also one of the pragmatic concerns for us, or reasoning for us, I should say. Okay, and your digital signage is 1,000 square feet, which is within the parameters of the digital signage in terms of its maximum size. That is accurate. Policy. Yes. Okay. And then um, last question, I had asked this of uh, staff and maybe you could speak uh, toward it, but there was a landscaped area in the rear of the property previously and maybe you can help us understand why that's been eliminated. Yes, yeah, so when we took a look at this project with a fresh set of eyes, um, we really realized that a lot of the improvements were focused on the north side of the property, hillside, some of those other spaces. And while we liked that, as we, we reflected on it, we realized they weren't going to be used very much. Um, they were deep within the property. They would only really be set up for like certain types of special events that might or might not occur very often. And we really wanted to bring our improvements front to Sunset so that the maximum amount of people could enjoy them on a daily basis. We would have had to have closed off the site for security reasons at night when it wasn't in use, and then we wouldn't have the opportunity to have access to something like the, um, the Rainbow Plaza, for example. And so we did a lot of soul searching. We had a lot of conversations with staff about what was the right direction to go, and those were the, the reasons and, and thinking that led us to where we are now. Okay, thank you. Any other questions from my fellow commissioners? I have just one follow-up question, Please. if I may. Um, now that we have the... Oh, could we go back oh. to where we were? Wonderful. Um, you had mentioned that the Legends of Sunset would expand beyond the area that I was speaking about. Would you be able to show me on that map where that is you're talking about? So Into the public realm? Uh, that's not been defined yet, Commissioner Matos. So there is going to be um, a call for projects, if you will. Uh, that, so the Legends of Sunset is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that has come together in response to um, really a movement from the, the owners of these buildings as well as a 2020 uh, motion by the city council to explore how they could do something. And previously it was called a rock walk, but the, actually that trademark name is taken. So, uh, the, the organization is called Legends of Sunset. Um, that organization is now an active and functioning nonprofit with a contract executive director that's laid out a plan that we've, that the organization has worked with with city staff to establish a timeline wherein in the next year, hopefully, it will be able to present um, a fully thought out program for what a reimagining uh, of some of the public space on Sunset Boulevard could be that will have an emphasis on public right-of-way improvements, both physical and perhaps digital, um, or something else. That's part of why there's gonna be a call for projects, is to solicit input from urban designers and architects and artists to think about stuff that isn't currently being thought about. Um, and that, the scope of that 
um, will probably be several phases along sunset. Um, but that is something that the money from this development agreement will facilitate the nonprofit being able to bring back to the city in a, in a truly conceptualized space. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, one quick follow-up, and it's unrelated, but I do like to ask this question. It's a very typical question. Will the lighting on the billboard, specifically the digital uh, rainbow side, will the lighting be adjustable? Are you planning to have the lighting be adjustable? Yes, so in several fashions. One, there's an automatic and ambient light reader on it, so it can read just like your cell phone. If it gets sunny, it turns up. When it gets dark, it turns down. Secondarily, it can be remotely adjustable um, by way of the team at Orange Barrel Media. And third, and just in case for whatever reason those two don't work, Orange Barrel's West Coast headquarters is less than two blocks from this location. And uh, my, my friend and colleague Devin Carruthers has a big wrench and a remote where he can go and he can turn it up or down if there's ever an issue. Okay, so you'd be open to a condition that would uh, require that? Require remote adjustment? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's already required, I believe. Oh, okay, because I didn't yeah. see it in the uh, agreement. That, that policy, that's part of the policy, okay. is being able, I, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is part of the Sunset Arts and Advertising policy is that you need to have a remote adjustability for your, or remote changing and adjustability for your digital sign. And that's standard across all of your digital signs right now. Is that, is that accurate, Mr. Leak? I'm going to try to clarify a number of comments. Um, I'll, I'll start with the, the light and levels. Um, part of the development agreement, we require a test prior to we'll issue a certificate of completion or occupancy for the digital boards that mean that it meets the, the maximum lighting standard at night, which is like 300 candelas or less. And uh, we will not give the the board a certificate of occupancy until we know it's compliant with the 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 allowed brightness at night. And we also have a program where we'll be monitoring that uh, on, I think it's a semi-annual basis. So the, the city will be monitoring the, the nighttime condition. Um, second, I just wanted to address uh, Commissioner Lombardi's question about the, uh, the landscaped amphitheater. Uh, the city did concur that that was not the best idea. And our understanding is the existing green space that's there will be maintained. There's no addition or subtraction of that green space that exists today where the amphitheater was proposed. And I, and I had one other clarification. On, you asked about the size of the static sign that grew to 1,000 square feet, and that's consistent with the, the policy, the, the Sunset Arts policies, that, that uh, because of the increase in, in the existing static sign, that it can, it can be increased. Can I ask a follow-up question? Because I, I don't think my question was adequately answered. Sure. Um, is there a blanket policy that requires billboards to be adjustable? And I'm just asking because I know that as a commission, this body has adopted those that condition in the past, um, obviously under the impression that there was not a condition, and I didn't see it in the, in the agreement. So I'm just curious, is that a requirement of all billboards that the um, lighting is remotely adjustable? I know it was a condition for the last tall wall that we brought to yeah, this commission. Yeah, because we asked for it. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, I, and I know on the digital boards, the daylight reading is, is very bright because of the sunny condition, and we set a maximum amount of, the maximum volume of light in the evening. And, and is it adjustable? They, they tell me that it's adjustable from any point, but 
as long as we're confident that it's no longer, it's more, no less than 300 candelas in the evening. I, I, so there's not a blanket policy that requires it to be remotely adjustable. I don't, I don't believe so. Okay, thank you. Um, maybe I'll just uh, chime in because I have a question on that too. My understanding is that although the word remote is not used, the policy does set thresholds and states that you must be able to tune down the lighting if it's too bright. And I think there's even some language that says if it needs to be lowered further due to complaints or, or, or there needs to be the ability to lower it even further. I don't think it's necessarily required that it's remote or that language is used, but I think if you look at the billboard policy that there is language about dimmability essentially. So in this case, I guess it's remote, but the applicant can confirm. So in this case, it's remote, and if there's any concern about whether or not the sign would be adjustable, we'd be very amenable to a condition that requires that the sign lighting be adjustable. Thank you. Welcome. So, um, does staff have anything to add? Otherwise, it looks like Commissioner Edwards has a question. Okay, Commissioner Edwards. It was just a follow-up to our, our the dovetail onto this uh, discourse. Um, about being adjustable and, and tuned down. So it's, it's basically saying that you, sh you have to be able to do that, but there's no specific timeline. It doesn't say you have to do it within 24 hours, 48 hours, a week, two weeks. That seems to be part of the conversation here is that the timing of when those, if the complaints arise of when you would, you know, how soon can you make the adjustment? I will comment again that we, we will test the sign to make sure it's compliant with the policy before we give it an occupancy permit. You know, if there's complaints, we're in a position that we can go bring a lighting consultant out there to measure to see if it is compliant with the, the policy. You know, and we're, we have staff that are trained to, to use those, those light meters. And, and, and on addition to that, we will be testing to see it's compliant, I think, on a, on a biannual basis. So um, you know, if people do complain, we will go out and take measurements. And um, how quickly the, the owner or the applicant needs to respond, um, 72 hours. Yep, Commissioner Edwards, just, that is actually in the city's policy. Um, I can read it. My my colleague just brought it up to me, but it, I, I can read the section out loud, but it, it is codified in the city's policy on page 27 uh, as being required to be responsive within 72 hours. Thank you. Are there any other questions? Otherwise, I, I actually do have another question now that we've gone into this. Um, Let's see. Actually, no, you know what? They've all been answered. I'm good. Any other questions? No? Okay. Um, in that case, then we will move on to the public comment portion of the hearing. Mr. Gillig, are there any public commenters? Uh, yes, we do, Chair. We have several in chambers, and then we'll move to the Zoom platform if we have any. Um, our first public speaker in chambers will be Sean Fodor. Sean, you will be followed by Mikhail. And you will have three minutes. Uh, state your name and city of residence, please. My name is Sean Fodor. Hello and greetings to everyone on the West Hollywood Planning Commission. 
I've lived in West Hollywood for 15 years now. I'm here to speak in favor of the digitized billboard for the Roxy Theater and Rainbow Bar and Grill. Roxy Theater and Rainbow Bar and Grill helped put West Hollywood on the map with Sunset Strip worldwide. I've performed at both clubs numerous times in the 25 years I've lived in Los Angeles as a professional producer, composer, and session musician. I've shared the stage with some of the greatest musicians and bands of all time. Both of those venues have been an integral part of my professional success. The proposed billboards are well-designed, and I don't overshadow the Rainbow or the Roxy while bringing a little rock and roll swagger, a little magic, onto the Sunset Strip through the public improvements and Legends of Sunset program. I support this item because funds from the new billboards will help preserve the historic Roxy and Rainbow and keep them operating for countless young and up-and-coming artists and patrons for decades to come. They both will also generate a substantial amount of revenue for the Sunset Strip and the city of West Hollywood. We need to do all we can to preserve our history and local cultural resources in West Hollywood. With that all said, I urge everyone on this commission to support this item. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Mikhail, and you will be followed by Robert Roy. Good evening, Commissioners. I'm Michael Maglieri, and my family, along with the Adler family, have owned and operated the Rainbow Bar and Grill and the Roxy Theater for decades. We are proud of the history we have made and the legacy we have built in the city of West Hollywood. Just last month, we celebrated Roxy Theater's 50th anniversary, and these projects before you will help ensure that Rainbow and Roxy are protected, preserved, and part of West Hollywood's future for decades to come. The pandemic showed how challenging it can be to keep live entertainment venues open, even Rainbow and Roxy, and every year it gets a little harder to cover the bills just to keep the lights on and the music playing. These proposed billboards will help us save these businesses while providing money to the city, improvements in the public right-of-way, and helping to preserve and celebrate rock and roll history on the Sunset Strip. We are grateful for your time as you consider these proposed projects, which will help keep the Rainbow and Roxy open for the next generation of musicians, fans, and lovers of rock and roll. Thank you for your time this evening, Commissioners. Uh, thank you. Uh, Robert Roig, to be followed by Vincent Kirk. Good evening, Commissioners. My name is Robert, oh, my name is Robert Roig. I'm here to speak in support of item 10A tonight. I am a music manager as well as a city and a resident of the city of West Hollywood, and I can't underscore the significance that the Roxy and the Rainbow Bar and Grill have had on the city of West Hollywood on music and in culture. Um, you know, over the past couple of years, we've seen the shuttering of the House of Blues, the impending shuttering of the Viper Room, and these billboards will help keep the revenue needed to these beautiful venues to keep going, uh, in addition to incremental revenue for our city. Uh, I have a young daughter, another child on the way, and my goal is and hope is that one day I can walk up Doheny, hang a right on Sunset, and when they're of age, walk them into the Roxy, into the Rainbow. So I urge your support of item 10A. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, Vincent Kirk, to be followed by Richard Easterman. Good evening. Uh, my name is Richard. Uh, my name is Vincent Kirk. I am here also to speak in favor of the new signage. 
Um, I've been going to the, the Roxy and the Rainbow is for the years that I have lived here, and they are staples of the Sunset Strip. They've, they're woven into the fabric of what the West Hollywood culture is, and, and being able to keep those alive and honor those and pay tribute to that culture and keep that going for 30 more years is a fantastic thing. The revenue that that will bring in for the city, for the city programs, for the art programs, it's a win for everybody that keeps everyone happy. Um, and so I wanted to add my voice in favor of this proposal. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, Richard Eastman to be followed by Richard Baker. Distinguished commissioners, I consider myself a historical person of San Francisco, West Hollywood, East Hollywood, North Hollywood, South Hollywood, and Hollywood, because I've known little Mikey and his father and Hugh Hefner and Paramount Pictures, and the Hollywood sign is up on the mountain because of my work in 1977 and 78 with the Cultural Historical Board of the City of Los Angeles, and not the Chamber of Commerce, and Alice Cooper, and Hugh Hefner, and Gene Autry, and Kelly Bluebuck, and I was able to raise $300,000 to rebuild the Hollywood sign. A kid from San Francisco that was homeless in 1965 when I came to West Hollywood on a Greyhound bus. I saw Lou Adler recently, 88, 89, Robbie Krieger is a friend of mine, 77, 78. I sing in a band in Little Mikey's nightclub called Green Jello. Oh my God. Green Jello sucks. They're on tour. 30 million records. Vice News, owned by George Soros, because they owed him 400 million, made a movie about Bill Manspeaker and Green Jello and the whiskey. And I'm outside, and over a million people saw that video. The Hollywood Chamber of Commerce honored my dear friend, John Waters, and he said, oh, I got a star. I'm finally in the gutter. A week later, Channel 4 News said, the Hollywood Chamber, walk of shame. I've never been shamed about my experience being homeless in West Hollywood in 1965. And whether I was sleeping in a van, behind the Hugh Hefner Club, coming down from Haight-Ashbury and the Grateful Dead and Janis Joplin and my grandmother working for John F. Kennedy. And yeah, Paramount Pictures discovered me. War of the Worlds, Western Costume, AIDS, medical marijuana. I totally support the families of the Roxy, the Rainbow, the city of West Hollywood, and your decision to allow them to make this a historic spot for future generations. And whatever I did for marijuana, a half a million people are going to be smoking weed in the green gardens, which the chamber has approved. And whether the Hollywood chamber lets me or not, I'm throwing a party over by Paramount and maybe a pop-up on the patio before they tear it all down and build a sign. So I urge you, do it, because history is dying. And I'm still alive. And I will be going back to Washington, D.C. next year and the Democratic Convention. Rage against the machine. Vote, vote, vote. Save the rainbow and the whiskey and the sunset strip. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Richard Baker to be followed by Genevieve Morrow. 
Thanks, my name is uh, Richard Baker, and uh, I don't have as many names to drop as the last guy, but uh, I'm a fan of the Sunset Strip. It's part of the reason, one of the many reasons why I loved LA growing up and wanted to move here and, uh, and, and have loved it ever since. And I just think anything that helps keep the historic fixtures that we have on the Sunset Strip uh, is a good thing, and I encourage you to vote for it. Thank you. Thank you. And our last speaker will be Genevieve Morrill. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. Good evening, Mr. Chair and Commissioners. Genevieve Morrill, President and CEO of the West Hollywood Chamber of Commerce, not the Hollywood Chamber, Mr. Eastman. And um, we're here to support the project. Um, we, and we want to thank staff for all their hard work. Um, I think I've been at every hearing even back those years before. Um, the Rainbow and the Roxy are important legacy businesses to our community, as you've heard, and I know you're aware. The Sunset Strip would not be the Sunset Strip without the Roxy and the Rainbow. The, the history of these venues have brought to the city cannot be overstated. The Strip, while iconic, has struggled with pedestrian activity and the lack of infusion of new customers that serve to keep our clubs, bars, restaurants, and retail thriving. The project ensures the long-term future of these two critical businesses on Sunset Strip. In addition, the upgraded Rainbow Dining Area will help draw even more visitors to these businesses. These boards allow the city to provide public benefit, art programs, revenue to the city, but it also keeps these iconic businesses in business. Between rents, wages, inflation, and pandemic recovery, it's been a long road to get back to those prosperous times. Our culture has dramatically changed since the pandemic of how we shop, eat, and play. And our entertainment is consumed differently from all different choices that are very vast. So these music venues are challenged to become creative and reinvent themselves repeatedly to be viable and to continue to stay alive. These creative billboards provide the support that's needed and Orange Barrel Media is a thoughtful community partner that has amazing talent to create inspirational boards that integrate with the surrounding landscape. Orange Barrel Media and the Magliera family are, and the Adlers are reliving, are, re, are reviving the legends of Sunset organization to preserve and present the history of the Sunset community. We hope you will support these projects. Thank you. And Chair, are we all clear on the Zoom platform? I do have one um, item to read into the record that came in after the deadline and was not able to be distributed. Okay. Uh, it is from Jacqueline St. Anne, West Hollywood. She says, light pollution is known to be both unhealthy and unsafe. City fathers in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania have enacted ordinances against light projection into the night sky in order to once again enable citizens to see the stars. There are three basic aspects to efficient lighting. Shielding to ensure light is not diffused up and out to the sides instead of just where it is intended. Temperature, which should be towards the amber side of the spectrum for health and safety rather than stark white and the amount of light. Screens must not be allowed the intense code blue light currently used on so many billboards. It is blinding and a very dangerous distraction to drivers. No screen should ever be allowed to project more than 25% of white pixels in any frame. And Chair, that is all we have for public comments. Okay, thank you. And there is no one on the Zoom platform at this time? Okay, thank you. 
Then I will now close the public comment portion of this hearing um, and bring the matter back to the commission for discussion and deliberation. Uh, but the commission does reserve the right to ask questions of the applicant. Oh, I'm jumping ahead. Um, does the applicant want to uh, have a five minute rebuttal? Chair Lombardi, Aaron Green. Uh, not a five-minute rebuttal, but just a quick comment on lighting. So the, uh, the city has very strict and stringent lighting standards when it comes to these billboards. Um, Commissioner Matos raised some of them. Uh, there is also uh, three, there have been three different um, environmental analyses that have been prepared for this. So both the original and there was an updated, and then there was also a conformance memo. Those are all addressed in the staff report. Those lay out very specific uh, mandates as to what is and isn't allowed. And I uh, did appreciate the member of the public's general comments on billboard lighting. Um, but, you know, this, the, the city's policy and the analysis here is very specific. Um, and so there's been some very intentional examination of this site and, um, and an insurance by the city's lighting analyst Francis Cray and Associates to ensure that, that this billboard will not cause the types of problems that I think the, the public, uh, that the, the comment made as a general issue with signs when they're not regulated correctly. So thank you. Thank you. Okay, and now I will um, close the public comment portion of the hearing and bring the matter back to the commission for deliberation. We may um, ask staff or the applicant um, for, for questions or reopen that portion of the hearing. Does anyone want to go first? Commissioner Gregoire? Uh, you know, I don't have much to say, I, I, except for one comment. There seems to be community support for this. Uh, it seems to me that the, the city's getting an incredible amount of benefits from, from these two new, new billboards, and we're it's going to help save this historic resource for the, for the community. Um, I uh, strongly support it and will vote yes when somebody eventually makes a motion. Commissioner, oh, so loud and like. Commissioner Matos. Thank you, Acting Chair. Um, so I have a couple of comments and then just general thoughts. Um, I really do think that this project specifically is doing what the billboard policy intended it to do, and that's to protect historic buildings on Sunset. It doesn't get more historic than the Roxy and the Rainbow. Um, as a resident of the Sunset Strip, I've spent many a nights at both. Um, I enjoy going to them. I care deeply about the Sunset Strip because um, it's my home. Um, I want to thank the applicant for being responsive to the feedback on the design that we provided at SASE that um, Commissioner Jones really eloquently outlined. Uh, there was, you know, a lot of concerns about how the billboard appeared as a pedestrian um, in the urban environment, and, and those concerns were addressed, and, and I want to thank the applicant for that. Um, I do have a couple of comments. Um, they're not necessarily specific to this project, but I do think that they warrant at least being discussed. Um, the project, and I'm, I am aware of the um, Sunset Arts and Advertising and the billboard policy that Mr. Green referenced, um, but I would just say that 
I actually believe that to be not as specific as it should be because responsiveness within 72 hours doesn't necessarily constitute an adjustment. Um, and that's not just with this project, it's across the board. We've seen Bilber projects come before this body before. Um, we've heard community concern and we've ensured that there is a way, at least if there is community concern moving forward, that there's a way to mitigate that. Um, so I'll just leave that part at that. The other two things that I just want to bring up that I think it would be worth mentioning just based on the discussion that we've had here tonight is that we heard staff say that they're still developing a mains to be able to verify uh, the public art and programming component of digital billboard signage. Um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think that this is the appropriate time to try to um, address that, but I do think that that should be something that uh, we do have a discussion on some point in the future. And then lastly, um, the one thing that was brought part of this project is the Legends of Sunset Public Realm Enhancements. I think that those are going to be absolutely incredible. Um, I'm very excited for them uh, as a resident of the Strip. But I do think it is also worth mentioning that we want to ensure that public realm enhancements are truly publicly accessible. Um, and especially when there's uh, instances like this where there's still architectural plans that are happening and, and things of that nature. Um, with all that being said, um, you know, those are just some of the thoughts that I had when I, you know, re-reviewed this project. Otherwise, you know, I fully support this project. I intend to vote yes. And, I, and again, I do think that this is a vital part of ensuring that historic venues like the Roxy and the Rainbow do continue. Um, but, you know, someone at the public comment mentioned John Alshul. Um, part of his brilliance was that he was very, very intrigued in the details. And I'm not comparing myself to John Oshel. I'll never be as good as he was. But I think that you know, when we look at these types of policies moving forward, that we should consider some sort of um, standing policy, not just one-offs. Um, so for that reason, you know, I, I intend to uh, vote yes on the project as presented today. Um, but I do think that we should be considering those details moving forward. Thank you. Um, Commissioner Jones. Sometimes it just takes a look. Um, thank you very much. Um, I have not had a ton of questions tonight. I have had the benefit of kind of seeing this project through uh, several iterations. I am very much in support of approval. Um, my colleagues are aligned and I hope that they are. Um, I think a lot of good questions have been asked tonight and that, you know they have been answered to my satisfaction. Um, I do just want to say that the Magliari and Adler families have been kind of stalwarts in our community. They always show up to these meetings. We appreciate it. You're great neighbors. Um, it does not go unrecognized. Um, just going to say that the Roxy has some special significance for me. I had my 40th birthday party at On the Rocks, which I know is being managed a little bit separately. My password was meow. Um, <laughs> But um, I'm very happy to see that this will be, I hope will be, um, you know, there will be cash flow and, and support and uh, the ability for the business owners to sustain their businesses in a sustainable way. Um, so I'm very much in support of this, obviously open to conversation on things, but I think especially everything that we addressed at uh, SASE Design Review for, for uh, Sunset Arts and Advertising, um, billboards is were adequately addressed by the by the applicant in terms of the new design that was brought forward tonight. So those are my comments. Thank you. Anyone else? Commissioner Copeland. 
sorry. Uh, sorry, thank you, Chair. Um, I really appreciate and celebrate the uh, cultural, cultural resource designations that are already in place um, and that the long-term development agreement will keep these venues open and maintain well into the future. You know, Sunset Strip is a destination and uh, with a rich history and preserving that history is crucial. Um, anytime we can do that, I think it's a cause to celebrate. Um, and people come here to see these things, you know, I mean, they, sure, we have nice hotels and restaurants, but that's not where they're coming here for. They're coming for that feeling, that vibe, that history, and so uh, it makes me very uh, excited to, to see that history continue. Um, I also really appreciate the uh, willingness of the applicant to make those modifications after all the reviews that went through with HPC and SASE, and uh, that's also, I think, um, something that uh, we, we very much appreciate uh, here. So I am uh, most definitely in favor of uh, moving this forward with recommendation to City Council. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Edwards. Any comments? Deliberation? No? Okay. Um, then I will jump in. Thank you all. Um, likewise, I appreciate that the applicant has made the effort to go through the process of historic designation on this project. Um, you know, I think there were some really unique and creative original designs on this project, and there has been some simplification. Um, but that being said, there is something nice about how um, all of the elements are composed together at this time. So it does feel like a nice, cohesive project. And um, as my fellow colleagues have, have noted, there's a lot of opportunity here um, you know, from the business end, ensuring that our local businesses are viable. And then also um, in terms of funding that uh, would, would move forward um, for the city as well. So. Um, you know, I don't have any, any major questions or concerns. I actually think it's a, a really nice design. The, the only things that I'm a little bit concerned about, and I don't know if this is anything warranting to resolutions, is, is um, well, two elements. One would be the signage height. I know there's signage standards that are um, being discussed in terms of the um, operating operator signage. In this case, orange barrel media. Um, looks like it's within those standards that are not memorialized yet. I would ask that staff keep an eye on this. Um, we have seen some adjustments as it goes to city council and, and just wanna make sure we know what we're getting. Um, I do have a little bit of concern with the safety relative to the seating in that one area, but I understand there's currently seating there. So I, I just hope the applicant you know, addresses that as proactively as they can. Um, but overall, I'm, I'm certainly in support of this project for all the reasons that my colleagues have stated. And um, just one other thing, kind of side note, Commissioner Matos, if you have uh, some other general comments that might be worth memorializing those during commissioner comments later, um, if there's anything you want to note with sunset policy or for staff to look into project-wide. But yeah, I think, it's a, I think it's a great project. I'm personally ready to support it. I'd like to make a motion to move the item as presented. I'll second. Okay, and one question before I move forward. I believe that staff had noted there were some changes to Exhibit B. Was it Exhibit B? And could you help clarify what those changes were? I missed some of them. I think there were two. Yeah, there were two. One was, uh, I should have taken a picture and I, my phone so I could memorialize it and I didn't, but it was on that slide that Jennifer pulled up. 
Correct. I, I know there was one correction that could be uh, uh, with the acceptance of the motion maker in the sec second incorporated into that motion, which was to just add on exhibit B in page one, section one, a reference to the specific administrative permit and that permit number. The other was replacement of the rendering that she showed on the screen in lieu of what was presented in the Correct. packet. Correct. Uh, so if that is uh, acceptable to the motion maker and also the second, okay, then that will be part of the motion. Okay, so there's a motion on the floor. Does, is there any further discussion from anyone or any questions? No? Do we want to go to vote then? Okay. And the motion passes with six ayes. The, this is approving uh, resolutions uh, PC 23-1524, 1525, 1526, 1527, and 1528. Uh, there is no appeal process. This is a recommendation to City Council. Thank you, David. And now we move on to item number 11, a new business. There is none. Likewise, item 12, unfinished business. There is none. Excluded consent calendar, none. And then item 14, items from staff, 14A, planning manager's update. Good evening. Thank you. Before I give the update on the upcoming agendas, I just wanted to give a little update about our policies and procedures here at the Planning Commission meetings. Um, as you may have heard, if you were watching City Council on Monday night, there's been some recent reports of disruptions at meetings across California um, caused by pe people on the speakers on the Zoom platform. Sorry. Um, Without getting into a lot of detail here, I just wanted to let everyone know that starting at our very next meeting, we'll be enforcing some of our protocols that we've always had. We're gonna be enforcing them more strictly to try to prevent this type of disruption. This includes requiring that anyone who wishes to speak on Zoom must register with the Planning Commission Secretary by noon the day of the meeting. Um, in the past, we've extended as a courtesy to let anyone who joins on the Zoom platform to participate in the meeting and make a public comment. Um, but again, in order to try to protect our process, um, we wanna make sure that uh, we're not allowing people into Zoom uh, unless they have already registered so that we know, um, we know that they're coming. Uh, this is something that the City Council has been doing. This is something that all of the commissions and boards that have meetings where they allow speakers to participate on Zoom have also been doing. And again, it's been a protocol that's been on our agendas for a while now. But like I said, we've been less strict with enforcing it. So I just wanted to let all of you know and let the public know if anyone is watching that if you want to participate on Zoom, that's fine. We still will have that option for the time being but you need to contact Secretary of the Planning Commission, David Gillig, prior to the meeting. All right, so I will now update on upcoming agendas. <clears throat> so at our next meeting on October 19th, we will be hearing 910 Weatherly. It's an 89-unit affordable housing project. And we'll have a zone text amendment 
application, I mean, zone text amendment review for landscaping and canopy trees. And then on November 2nd, which is the following meeting, we'll have three zone text amendments to review, one for additional height for rooftop hotel activities, one for co-living design standards and definitions, and one for micro units and sen senior congregate care standards. Um, and at that November 2nd meeting, I will be absent, so just letting you know. Um, for upcoming subcommittee meetings, for the design review subcommittee, we have a special meeting on October 26th. It is a special meeting because it will be located at Plummer Park, art rooms five and six, not in the community meeting room like we normally do. That room is being upgraded. It, the item we're hearing is 1238 to 1244 North Larrabee. It's a 24 unit apartment building. For the Sunset Arts and Advertising Subcommittee, we will be meeting on November 9th. Uh, that meeting we will have at the Library Community Meeting Room, and the item will be 8410 Sunset Boulevard, which is a, obviously a digital signage project. And then finally, for Planning Commission Long Range Planning Projects Subcommittee, on October 19th, prior to our next Planning Commission meeting, we will hear an item about um, EV showrooms, um, like a, a showroom for electric vehicles um, and how we interpret that in the code. And that is all I have for you, but if you have any questions for me, I am here. Any comments from commissioners? I just have one question. Commissioner Jones, you are, um, if I recall, maybe you are unable to attend October 26th, the design review. Is that no, I will be here for the October 26th meeting. What I had called out was the um, October 12th design review subcommittee meeting, which I believe has been canceled next week. So I'm, we should be good there. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Anything else? Okay. Thank you. Item, so then we move into item 15, which is public comment. Uh, Chair, we have no public comment. Okay, great. And item 16, item from, items from commissioners. Anyone? Commissioner Matos? Yeah, I, I have one just for discussion, and I, I don't want to keep this here any later than we already have been. Um, but I, I do really feel strongly that there should be some discussion um, around standard requirements, um, specifically around ensuring that public realm enhancements are accessible to the public. Um, and, you know, when I heard today from the staff that we're having trouble getting uh, the ability to verify that public art and programming are actually being done, um, it made me think, you know, what if there was uh, a standard requirement that required disclosure to the director of community development um, the dates and times of that public art or public programming on digital billboards. It's just a thought. Um, I might be the only one that's really interested in this level of detail, and if I am, I apologize for that. Um, but I just really just wanted to bring that up. And then also just bringing to full understanding the adjustable lighting requirement. Um, I personally read that before and didn't really think that it, it, adjusted, it addressed that concern about adjustability, but, you know, that's just my thoughts, for whatever it's worth. Um, 
Is there any comments from our planning manager? Yes, I, I do actually have an update. I have great news. We're working on some updates and clarifications to the policy, and you'll be seeing that in the coming months once we get it packaged and ready to come to the commission um, on its way to council. So that, that kind of clarification is in the works, and we'll just double back and make sure that what you've talked about tonight um, we can incorporate, and, and if it, you know, that will be a full discussion at the Planning Commission on those types of details and how we incorporate them. Thank you. Mm -hmm. thank, thank you. One quick question. On that note, um, is the next meeting that we have here with the Planning Commission a good time if we have any thoughts to provide additional input? I'm not sure what your timeline is on that. Don't want to throw you thoughts after you're ready to go. I think what we'll do is we'll bring it most likely to the long range subcommittee and just like the normal ZTA process. And so, um, and then, like I said, at the full planning commission, we can have that discussion also. Okay. And how about for anyone that is not on long range? Um, I guess they can provide comments as one normally would. Yes. Okay, thanks. Mm -hmm. Commissioner Edwards. Uh, yeah, I apologize. I, I kind of lost the narrative thread. So you're talking about the public art component, making sure that there's, you know, if, there, if a project has to provide public art, is that being utilized? Is that the question? So my question, uh, Commissioner, was about in the development agreements that we issue for digital billboards, um, there's typically a percentage requirement of time um, that is dedicated to the display of public art or public programming, and that might be programming that the city has or something of that nature. Um, so my, my request and my question was around how do we ensure that that is actually being fulfilled? Um, and it's not just any specific to any item, you know, this is across the board. Um, you know, how are we ensuring that those public benefits are actually being realized? Um, so that was what, what my question was about. Um, because, you know, if, if we don't know uh, what time there's going to be uh, an electronic uh, signage on art or electronic signage on a city program or something of that, like that, how would we actually verify it? So that was my question. No, thank you for that clarification. That makes uh, total sense to me. Okay, great. Any other comments? Okay. Well, then I will adjourn this meeting, and our next regular meeting will be scheduled on um, Thursday, October 19th. Thank you. <laughs>